Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast with me, Bill Betts, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. This podcast is sponsored by LowPay, the low-rate payment app that gives you more. So without further ado, let's get going. Okay, welcome everyone. I feel like it's been a long time um, since I've done this, but uh, here we are. Welcome to our live and the podcast, if you listen to it on a podcast. I'm joined today, really excited about this, I'm joined by Nissa. Nissa is the owner of Cloud Canine Professional Grooming. Welcome, Nissa. Hi. <laughs> yeah, all good, thank you. Now, we can do this today on Friday because you've given up Fridays, haven't you? You stopped yep. Fridays. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> four-day week now, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, four-day week. We'll talk about that a bit later because you've worked hard to, to get down to your four-day week. So, how? tell us, firstly, tell us about um, Cloud Canine Professional Grooming. What services do you offer and how long have you had owned the business for? Yeah, so we've been opened, we're almost two years, so it was like May 2022. Um, we're a home-based salon. Um I've got an apprentice now. So I started on my own, did it, did that for about a year on my own and then decided to get an apprentice, which has been a really good decision. Um, we offer all sorts of services, um, all sorts of dog grooming. We take large dogs. Um, we do teeth cleaning. We do um, spa treatments like de-shedding mud spas. We really started pushing the Ayurveda as well, the skin treatment. Um, standalone nail clips. We do cat nail clips now. Uh, so yeah, what kind of you're kind of coming into that? Um, I, I put a post out this morning on on the on the business group, didn't I, about being that one stop shop sort of pet healthcare pet health hub, and you're kind of creating that with your business, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Going to be doing the cat grooming soon as well. So. Two years in, you, you you started in May 22. So what did you do before you were a pet groomer? Uh, I was a teacher, primary school teacher. It'd be half term next week for you. <laughs> yeah, I right know. I just saw that. One of my old TAs messaged me this morning. She was like, oh, can we meet up next week? <laughs> so tell me about your decision to go into teaching. Was that from like leaving secondary school or leaving university? Did you go to university to become a teacher? Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just hadn't got a clue. Mum, dad were like, you've got to go to uni, 18. Like, yeah, uni sounds great, but I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I bought, I mean, I've always loved animals, but I never went into that. I did school placements. You know, when you're at school, you do placements. I used to go to schools and thought, oh, I could be a teacher, you know. Um, but even at uni, I did journalism to start with. Oh, right. Okay. So I did a year of journalism. I hated it. Um, went then went into education and did. I was at uni for five years, so I just really didn't know what I wanted to do. So you just kept enrolling onto new courses, yeah. And then I did my PGC and thought, right, I need let's get a stable job, you know, like people tell you to do, get some stability, it's a good profession. So I was like, okay, yeah, all right, let's do, let's go to teaching. So yeah, I did that for seven years. So, what was it like? What, what did you enjoy about teaching and what didn't you? find uh, enjoyable about it uh, well what i liked about it i know that every day is different it is it's nice to sort of make positive change to children and teach them new things like you know that that bit is enjoyable as i mean there's so many negatives though like 
could go on for hours. A bit. Like, yeah, like just a lot of just extra work just all the time. So like you're just not getting your evenings, you're just not getting weekends, a lot of politics involved, um, a lot of new policies come in that never get looked at. And it's just, yeah, it's just getting really hard work. You get bogged down and just in a depressive little hole. Yes. How, how was your, um, obviously I've come from a public sector background. How was your, sort of your mental health and, you know, how, how was it affecting your mental health? And yeah. It, relationships it, and family. Yeah. It wasn't great because you, you go into the environment and everybody, everybody just seems to hate it when they're there and they're just, you just around sort of not toxic people, but people that bring you down and you're probably bringing them down as well. That, oh, you just get to, you just always be looking for the half terms. So you'd always be counting down the half terms, six weeks to go, five weeks to go. Um, you know, you'd be counting down to Fridays. You'd be Sunday, like it used to be the Sunday night dread, but then it would just be the Sunday dread. Then you hate Sundays. Yeah. And then you're just like worried about what you're going to walk into. And yeah, it wasn't great towards the end. Yeah. I'd wanted to leave for a few years. That that Sunday night dread, I can remember that as a child, like waiting to go to school the next day. So to then have having completed school and then having to go back and revisit that Sunday night dread as a teacher, that can't have been a nice thing at all. No, no, no. I didn't used to enjoy it at all. No, I'd wanted to leave for a few years, but again, what do I do? Like the pay was the pay was out. Well, looking back, I used to think the pay was good. Um, but now I look back and think, well, it was okay. Um, what can I do? Obviously, I've always loved animals, but you'd look for jobs and you'd think, well, that pays like, I'd be taking like, you know, an eight grand pay drop or something. Like, I can't pay the mortgage and everything on that. So that's when I thought, well, maybe I need to do my own business then. That's interesting, isn't it? So, well, how, if you don't mind sharing, how much were you earning like monthly when you left the teaching profession? Um, what was it monthly? So yearly it was about 38. I'd left on about 38K. Yeah. Um, so I think roughly about two grand, yeah. just maybe just slightly over to take home. Yeah, that was take home. I think it was like three something, but obviously there's take loads for tax and everything. So about two grand. So what sort of jobs were you looking at? Like Kennel hands or mm. in bets, very sort of jobs. Or... Yeah, just like anything, anything to do with with yeah animals, um, especially in in particular dogs. But yeah, like just daycare. Looked at dog walking, and I thought, I don't know if I could do dog walking. You've got to be out in the elements all day, every day. I was like, I don't like the cold. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Like, fully respect the ones that do, but yeah. Um. So then, I mean, I've always I've always been quite creative. I did I did art at A Love and everything and I thought let's let's have a look at, at Groon then. Okay. So and did you share any of these ideas with your like your teacher friends and colleagues? Because I remember no. I was talking to um people within the police service about leaving and it was like, Oh my god, you, you, you want to leave? You want to leave this like there's life outside of the our yeah. job. What are you talking about? Did you find any of that? Was it well, don't do that, Nissa. How are you going to pay your mortgage and, and stuff? I didn't, to be honest, I didn't really tell anyone until I'd already started the, the top grooming course. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And then I started to tell like my close friends and a couple of close TAs that I'm really close with. 
Um, but to, yeah, they, I mean, they were really supportive, actually. Um, and they were like, yeah, like, just go for it. Um, so, yeah, but like, I think my mum at the start was a bit like, oh, are you sure? But I mean, she, to be fair, she was quite supportive. But um, do you have yeah. anyone else? Do you have any other sort of entrepreneurs within your family? Anyone else that runs their own business? Anyone that you were able to turn to and, and ask for advice? A little bit. My cousin actually started, my cousin's the same age as me, and he started um, a business um, doing meal prep down in like down in London. But um, he was like in a partnership with a few other people like doing PTs and that sort of thing. But he's actually stepped back and stepped away from it because it, it wasn't profitable. So now he's gone into another job. Um, so we did bounce ideas off each other. Um now, I hope he one day goes back into it because he'd be really good. But uh, but other than no, my dad, um, my dad passed away just before we got married. But um, he wanted to take on a business. I think I was about seven, so they bought a garage because he he loves cars and he he'd always love cars and stuff like that. So he took on a garage, and apparently, like the bank manager and all the people were like, "Don't you're not business minded." Like to my dad, he's like, "You should not take on a business." And to be fair, they were absolutely right. Like, that did not do great at that. But then he did go self-employed and he, he'd fix computers for people. So he did go off and do that and he was self-employed. This podcast is sponsored by Lowpay. Lowpay is half the price of SumUp and Zettle, so you keep more of the money that you earn. Rates start at 0.79%. So there's a bit of inspiration there. That, a little, yeah. yeah. You could see that it was possible to go self-employed and support your family and, and things. Yeah. Yes. So what? So um. So did you start your your dog groomer training whilst employed as a teacher? Did you do it on your days off? Yeah, yeah. I um, I worked it around yeah school. So I do it in half terms. I do it on Saturdays. Um, and I think it took about eight months in total. How did you find that breaking it all up? Did, was it? Did you find that there was? Is there skill fade when you sort of if you did like a Saturday? And then you go back to the following Saturday. Do you find you have to relearn a little bit, or we we just picking it up? Quite- a little bit at the start, but now I just picked it up as I went went along. I had a really good trainer, and um, we're really good friends now, so that's brilliant. And um, I'll still ask her for advice and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, it wasn't too bad at the start. I remember, like, I think it was like because you do that thirty days. I did the the level three iPad diploma. Yeah. It was like four days in, and I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. Like what? And they're talking to me about the scissor and the legs, and I'm like, I can't see what I'm supposed to scissor. That I don't understand. That that was proper overwhelm. Yeah. Um. But then after that, I was like, no, no, no. Okay, it's it's okay. Like just chill. <laughs> but I was I was tired because I'd obviously have to teach all week as well and mark and do that. But I knew it was going to be for a good thing. Yeah, and this you're you're like we're now looking at someone like yourself who is proper driven because you could see yes, it's going to be hard work. Yes, I've got other stuff going on, but this is a means for an end, and this is going to get me out of uh, yeah, hopefully get me to a place where I want to be. So hats off to you to to stick with it and and that chasing your goals and your dreams, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So how did you um, tell me how it worked then? You 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 graduated. You got your level three. Did you leave teaching straight away? Had you left teaching by then? Had you still set up your salon? How did it, what was the sort of timeline there? Oh God, I've got to think back. So yeah, so I enrolled onto the course, started the course, 
no, well, I, I had told my husband before I started this. And I told <laughs> yeah, what did he say? What did he, what did he say about it? Yeah, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Because I wanted to do it in the garage, like convert our garage. And he was like, no, 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 you're not doing any garage. Like, <laughs> um, we need to get something built. So we looked at different builders and stuff like that. And we were like, where are we going to get all this money from? Um, I managed to get a £8,000 interest-free loan from a charity, Leicester. I had to do Zoom calls with them and write a business plan and everything. And so that was brilliant. Um, and then we had some savings as well. So then we decided to build a like proper proper building, like breeze lot rendered um, at the bottom. We've got a really long garden, so right at the bottom of the garden. Um, so all like purpose-built. John's yeah. got a little bed on the side. I bet he has. And how, how, did it, how did it go with the plan information? Was that quite difficult to go through and it, get it, with that? Yeah, we did have help because our like best friend, he's an architectural technologist. So this is what he does like as his job. So he did all our plans for us. Um, we did put them up for a, a few months when they were moving. So like we do little favours for each other. But yeah, so he did all the plans. Um Put it through we didn't need planning permission i spoke to the council and they said you need certificate of lawful use yeah um so we went down that route and then yeah everything was fine got the planning that that the planning permission for the unit took only six six weeks which was good whereas our house planning permissions took a year <laughs> so but i suppose that was full planning but uh and then when did they start work? So I think they started work in the January of 2022. So you're fully committed now. You, you, yeah. Doing your, your grooming course in your, your grooming studio was, was being put up. Yeah, it was being put up in January. I'd actually handed my notice in to leave at Easter, so to leave around April time of that year, ready to go. Yeah. Then something, something happened at school, um, one of the other teachers, and... To keep it consistent with reception, the head teacher asked me to stay on till the summer. Okay. So I was a bit, oh, but in hindsight, I'm, I am glad I did that the salon wasn't ready till May anyway. Okay. So it would have been a bit, yeah. So I did it, I did it part time at the start and then I went full time like July. Cool. So, you know, so you managed to get a, um, a loan from your local council, was it? Was that, uh, the, no, yeah, it's a, it's a charity in Leicester that help support small businesses. Um, James Riddleson Charity in Leicester, and they put out um, loans to yeah small businesses as long as you've got a business plan. And I suppose they like you, and they like they like you. Business. And they said they hadn't invested in a business before, like um, the dog grooming business. Mm -hmm. So, but eight thousand pounds obviously you're, you're probably still paying that off but that's a significant amount of money isn't it how did you feel about taking finance and um using savings how did you get over the sort of risk element or did you just not you really cool uh, for that and just thought no uh, do you know what honestly we we just save all the time because basically we saved for the house also we'd save for the wedding so we just were on the the habit of just saving all this money every month so that was okay. But the risk element, I kind of thought, well, do you know what? Because it's a purpose-built building, it's going to add value to the property. Yeah. So if we do sell the property in the house, we are actually going to get something back for that. So I was like, that makes it seem a bit okay. And then I did think if it all goes to pot, um, I can do supply work. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, you've got a skill for life. 
which is teaching. Yeah. Well, you've got two skills now, dog grooming and uh, or pet grooming and teaching. So, yeah. uh, and it's very similar to um, my wife, Emma. You know, she came out of the veterinary industry. They would they they refused to allow her to do her training whilst working at the vets. They refused to allow her to set up like or go in partnership with her as a, a groomer alongside the vet. So she just had to resign. Did her did a thirty day course, but whilst building the business, she just went and mucked out stables in in the mornings and stuff like that. So you got to have that kind of attitude about you. you you've got to make it work, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. You've just got to do it. You've got to go for it. Yeah. So. All, all set up. What tell us about your 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 name, Cloud Canine Professional Grooming? How did you come up with your name, and and where did you go for your branding? What thought did you put into your branding? Because it's it from the very start, it looks so professional, doesn't it? Well, thank you. Um, yeah. So Cloud Canine. So I've got a Samyard, white fluffy Samyard. But before that, we, I was just bouncing ideas, and I've. I'd heard something about, you know, if you have your name starting with A, it comes to the top of Google or whatever. I don't, is that on this? I have no idea. I mean, we're we're A to Z Animal Care, but when we set up in 2005, that was Yellow Pages territory, you know. So you had had those Yellow Pages delivered at the store. So we always wanted to be at the front of the animal section. Um, (laughs) So that was why we we sort of came up with our name. But yeah, so, so... so like coming you're bouncing names around. Yeah, just about I was just talking to different people about names and then I was like, Oh, cloud like cloud nine, that sounds quite heavenly, like to be on cloud nine. And it was like cloud canine. And then I thought, Oh, my fluffy Samyard, like she is a cloud basically, like she can go on the logo. Um I also I do really enjoy grooming double coated dogs as well. So, you know, I didn't want some a dog on there that I don't enjoy grooming, you know, I do want something that is relevant um i didn't know colors at all until my mom said i think i wanted like sage because i quite like sage um and then i was like oh maybe a bit melanin not sure and then i did a lot of um, research into colors as well and the meanings behind colors and what they represent and then mom was like oh well if you're going with cloud canine really do you not want a pastel blue because it's like sky cloud canine like heaven and i was like actually that doesn't make sense thanks mom (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I looked into blue because then I was like, I compare it with the navy, and navy is quite royal color, like, and it's renowned for like royalty and all that sort of thing. And I was like, well, that'll go in with like the luxury feel, but blue can be also quite calming, quite a nice like neutral calming, and you know we want to be calm with grooming dogs. So yeah. See, you've just given everyone there. You've just given everyone there a very quick lesson in bright colors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting though yeah who would have thought you know we so again we went down the sort of green route with the reconnection the vet nurses wore green you know green scrubs and stuff and green can also um it, it, it so it's expensive and luxury as well as the the blue that you sort of yeah yeah and green's quite like natural and uh, natural products and all that sort of thing isn't it like that green ethos, yeah. So everything is sky blue, kind of. What's is there a particular name for the colour? It's just no, it's got sky an elder blue almost. Yeah. It's a bit eldery sky blue, and then navy, yeah, and then bits of gold. Well, we're gonna redecorate the salon um, in March, and that's gonna have some gold in it as well. Nice. So did you reach out to anyone in particular to design your logo and do your website? Or uh, No, I did. I uh, I done my logo myself. 
Okay. Um, which I know you need to have a look at in the future because I know that, uh, yeah, but using Canva. Okay, it's a Canva logo. We know we know what the pitfalls of that, but uh... I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good logo though. When if people go and look at it, you know, you wouldn't spot that as a Canva logo. And did you? It was... took ages to design. It took me a yeah. while. How? So this was probably your first trip into Canva. Yeah, 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 but yeah. It took it took me ages. I kept going back to it as well. I didn't just was like, "There's a logo done." It was like weeks. Kept going back to it. I show people. Can you read that writing? Is it dark enough? Is it that? Can you see the dog? I don't know. You know, all that sort of thing. I didn't want it cartoony because I think cartoony you can go can be a little bit cheap. Um, sorry for anyone who's got that. But I don't know. Just... It wasn't the look that you were going for. Yeah, I didn't want, yeah, cartoony. I didn't want something really swirly writing that people couldn't read. Yeah. This one is something like plasty and, yeah. Was there any, did you give any thought? then about who you wanted to attract into your business and the kind of people that you wanted to work with no not really kind of like winging it and making it up as you go along kind of yeah 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 basically i didn't i didn't know and it wasn't actually until my first call with you where i don't know if you remember you you were saying about the logo and had i yeah had i done it myself um and then i you just asked me about clients and i said um you, you you said have you had any you know not very nice clients or you know people just looking around for the cheapest and stuff and I was like no actually it's been quite positive really um and then you said it's probably because your branding is so good that yeah. you're sort of weeding out a lot of the yeah the, yeah. the people yeah and I encourage people to go and look you up on Facebook Cloud K Nine Professional Grooming it straight away it strikes you as you know, high-end, professional, classy, kind of luxury grooming. So if you do have someone in the lower price bracket that comes onto your page and looks at that, or even your website, then potentially you are kind of telling them, you can't afford me, which is a, a bad thing, you know, because yeah. also saying to other people that are the higher end of the pricing scale, come and come and use me, you know, come and use yeah. our services because we are we are there for you. We're, we're professional. Yeah luxury you know groomers but i hadn't thought about it until you said it yeah and i was like oh yeah <laughs> you're, you're weeding out the the rubbish straight away so did you just go to a normal sort of web designer how did you decide no i've like, myself as well wow how was that what was that experience like that took ages as well god that did take a long time but i can go on and edit it um quite easily now like i've got scripts of it and everything um, but yeah, that took that took a lot of evenings. Um, yeah, and writing the words, I often find you know that is there's quite there's quite a lot of um, sort of thinking about what to write and is that correct and is it does it sound right? I bet that must have taken a a, a while to write the copy. Yeah, it did. It did. It took, I don't know how long it took, but it took. I did it all before it started, so that was like an evening job. Um. But yeah, I quite like making things though. I quite like social media. I quite like doing stuff like that. So it doesn't really, yeah, I know some people don't enjoy it at all. So yeah. Uh, so tell us about your doors are open and um, what was the first dog that you groomed? Can you remember? And how much? Yeah, um, yeah it, was a, it was a Labrador cross called Peggy. Yeah. I think it was on a Saturday because at that point I was still teaching. Right. So I was doing Saturdays. Um, 
Yeah, and I was like, I remember saying to my husband, I was like, I can't do it if I can do this. What if I say the wrong thing? What about the dog won't get the bath or that? And he's like, it'll be fine. Yeah, if you're like tutor on on, on speed dial, we're ready. Yeah. yeah, basically. And but obviously it was a short coat, so it was like a nice bath and dry nail trim. Um so yeah, no, and then yeah, just started to at the start it, I was so busy actually, it was so many inquiries. Um and then it obviously it comes in like peaks and troughs, doesn't it? Mm. You get a bit less, but then you'll get a month where you get lots more. Do you remember how much your first sort of prices were? How much you charged for Peg? Was it Peggy or first? I don't remember how probably around the thirty something mark, thirty mm-hmm. to thirty-three, maybe. Okay, wow. So tell us, you know, when you did your business plan, and obviously you're coming away from a profession where you're employed, you're you're earning around thirty-eight thousand pounds a year. Did you put into your business plan what you expected to be earning and what you thought you'd be realistically earning? Did you? Yeah, because I think I put something like so. Yeah, so I left on about thirty-eight, and I thought, I'll. I was like, I think in my head, I was like, I'll just, I'll be happy if I earn twenty-five in the first year, um, and then thirty in the next year, um, or thirty-five or something like that in in the second year, um. So yeah, but then pricing wise, like the dogs, I, I was kind of going off what. What your trainer charges, what other people, and wasn't necessarily looking at other dog groomers in the area. I've never really done that anyway. But yeah, just winging it a bit at the start. So when you started charging like thirty pounds, thirty three pounds, thirty five pounds for your Labrador crosses and stuff, was there a point where it's kind of dawned on you going, "How am I going to make this twenty five thousand? I'm going to have to do like loads and loads of jobs." Yeah. Can you? Is there a point where you just think? Uh, this is this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was lots of lots of points. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah, and then yeah, I can't remember what I'm a sh- the shitsies were like. Oh, I don't know, like thirty eight, maybe might have been forty. Um, which which I know is is higher than some people even charge now. But like, yeah, I was still. But then I was still like, ah, oh, it's taking me hours. I can't. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, so I take it you were getting to the end of the day having groomed three to four dogs thinking, were you thinking, is that it? Is that all the money that I'm getting? Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I'd wanted 150 um, a day, but I, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, about 110 or something. I'd come out with a day or something like that, yeah. And was it tiring? Yeah, yeah. They should have any marking to do. No, no. I still I, I much preferred it. Like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. So, what was the conversations like with you and your family and your 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 husband about you know how's it going? Were they always asking you like were they asking you about how much money you were making and is it going okay? Yeah, yeah, they do. They say it's quite interesting now when they when they ask me like um how's it going? And actually, it's really interesting to speak to my teacher friends and stuff. And they're like, oh, are you making the same amount as what you were doing as a teacher? And I'm like, yeah, actually, like, quite a bit more than that. And like, oh. And then, I'm, and then I'm like, yeah, well, I'm actually doing four days a week. And I'm like, four days a week and you're earning more and stuff. So then they're, they're quite shocked. They're like, oh, my God. There, there is, when you come out of the public sector, um, you know, when I was in, in the police, and it is actually something that drives me, actually, is that 
uh, everyone kind of has that. Ex- I think I'm a bit paranoid, and everyone has that expectation that you're going to either come back, they'll be back, they'll be back <laughs> in six months, they'll be back in a year, or um, or you know you can find another job. And that, that is one of the drivers for me is that no, <laughs> and I do speak to some of my old colleagues, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm left, and this is what I'm doing, and I'm 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 keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, never going back. I've said that to so many people. Never going back. Never going employed. Always going to have my own business. And yeah, I can make as much money as I want, really. And yeah, well, we'll go on to that. We'll go on to that in a minute. So, May 22, you opened. And then um, I launched my business program in February 22, I believe. So, when, when did you um, start? watching or listening to a podcast were you in the in the dog grooming business help and support group how did you find- yeah i was in the group um i'd watched i'd actually found your youtube channel which is your podcast isn't it uh, and started watching those i think i started watching those when i was training as well yeah. so sort of just like on an evening and stuff i just watched them and the, all the different people you were talking to and i was like oh this is really interesting actually yeah yeah i'll make some notes on this um <laughs> And then, yeah, joined the Facebook groups, uh, joined, joined all the Facebook groups, really. But um, uh, this one is the, definitely the most, like, relevant. Um, and, yeah, just, I've forgotten what question was now. What, what made you, what um, spurred you on or made you reach out to me to talk uh, to the business? Yeah. Um, just seeing all the all the posts, really, that you were putting on about all these groovers and, just how like not nice time they're all having with uh with their business and how you you'd helped them to change their business for the better and it was just like really inspiring and it was like oh I want some of that you know <laughs> I remember I remember talking to you going through the through the sales call and um it was very much like yes I was great and I, I almost like kind of fell off my chair going uh, okay shall we sign you up then <laughs> and it was just like yeah, let's go. And you know, whenever you're doing sales calls, you never know. As like when you do sales calls with, I don't know if you get it with um, with pets these days, and you give a price and you talk to them, and they're like, "Yeah, it's great." And you're like, "Did you just say that was good?" Did you? Yeah. Say, like, let's sign you up. And you're like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> <That's easy. laughs> yeah, it was like you'd already you'd already decided that you wanted to to get the help and um, and that you you were going to join the program anyway. Yeah, I think when you'd said, yeah, I can help you make make that much money, I can help you make it easier, I can help you make do this, it was like, ah, okay then, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> you just say again, let's go, let's do it. So um, so you, you joined our business program, and what do you enjoy about being part of the part of the, the business program? Um, oh, lots of things. Um, I love being part of the, the whole community, of people and you know the whatsapp groups and just like listening to people's wins and I've just, i think it's like really motivational when you see all the different people talking about what they're doing in their business and you know you'll get little ideas i actually to my husband about this the other day and i was like you know we join the, we do the zoom calls and okay i might not have a question but i'll i'll obviously just sit in and listen and someone will just say something that they're going to do in the business and then i'll be like oh do you know what? Yeah, it's a great idea. I like that. And I'll just make a note of it. Um, so I love just getting all the different ideas on how to just make it better. Because I am one of those people who I just don't sit still. 
Um, I, I have to just try and make it the best that I can be. I'm just, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why I'm so driven like that. But it annoys me sometimes because I'm like, I just need to chill out a little bit. But I'm not. I'm always like, how can I make it better? How can I improve it? How can I do this? How can I do that? Um, and I suppose it's a little bit of a worry because you don't want to change too much. Um, but I, yeah, I'm one of those people. So I just love listening to other people's ideas and, and then uh, certain mentors like Robin, I can tell, like you said you, about being driven, and Robin is our pricing mentor. So you, you came to us with probably lower low prices, didn't you, if you were charging sort of 30, 35 pounds. Mm. And what, I, what is nice, when, when we have people on the programs and you get to know each other and you get to know people, you start to understand what, what kind of triggers them, what drives them. And then you can sort of feed ideas in and sort of challenge people. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So Robin's very good with that when it comes to pricing. So I could I could see how you listen to Robin on his um, masterclasses or his Q&As and then just go, right, I'm doing that. And that's when you've done. You, you've taken that action, haven't you? Yeah. You've yeah. Done that, that sort of inspires you just to drive, drive forwards. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. All of the, the Robin's pricing and I'm sure a lot the people on the program agree you know he's very just like inspirational you're like yeah do this and do that and obviously the um the in-person training day we had in january that was fantastic um so yeah just get driven and just think you know if you've got a question you can ask i think that's brilliant um and do some role play or just get advice and then so yeah okay we'll do this and did you find, so a lot of people join and they have, um, we need to do a lot of work on mindset. Did you find that you, were you fearful when sort of putting your prices up? Did you have that kind of mindset or do you, you quite positive? Yeah, I was, well, the, cause I was quite new when I started, I wasn't, I wasn't full. So I know that a lot of people in the program, you know, might've already been full. They've had their business for like five, 10 years or whatever it is. So then they're like, oh my God, I've got to put all my prices up. So for me, it was just trialing higher prices with new clients for me yeah so it was a bit of right let's try this let's see um and i was like yeah okay they're looking at this price brilliant let's try a little bit more um okay we get some no's that's fine let's just keep going um so yeah for me it was just more trialing the high prices of new clients tell us about your nose because you you are you are confident you come across very confident. You're a positive person. You are just a positive person. But we've got to we've got to we've got to be honest, haven't we? There has been wobbles. Oh yeah, there's been wobbles. Yeah, there's been some wobbles. Uh, and I remember, you know, receiving messages from you going, "Ah, oh, it's all falling apart." I know. You know, so dramatic. <laughs> your your uh, your business journey is a, a can be at times a roller coaster, uh, and sometimes we just have to um, pick you pick you up from your wobble. Bring yeah. you back on back on the tracks and tell us about this and what causes you to to worry or wobble when it um a lot of wobbles in there. I know, I know. I do do have I do have wobble. I think and I don't I go overboard with it, but I I do you know what I've done a lot of work on myself actually and through the, the program too of just having that mindset of it's going to be okay. Just chill out. I think that's that is my thing. I'm just always on the go. I always want to make it better. Um, I do need to just stop and relax. But yeah, I had a wobble. Is it like September, October time last year? It's it awesome. That was an awesome wobble. Because it was easy. It was so easy to sort out. I know. It literally was. I was just like looking at the diary and 
we'd had a few people leave because we'd done quite a substantial price increase. I mean, majority stayed, but quite a few people sort of left in one month and it seemed to have all come at once, you know, instead of dropping off. God, what are we going to do? There's like no dogs booked in. Um, we're not getting any new inquiries. It's just so quiet at the moment, you know. Um, but I don't know what to do because I'm still advertising. Maybe I need to pay for advertising. Oh, it's all going to just, and I just had a massive wobble. And obviously, I've got Drew to pay for. Hey, Drew, how, yeah, just what is going on with life? Um, yeah, panicked, reached out to you, and you just said, right, what? what's your monthly what's your target for well not what's your target what's going to be your takings for october and then i think i was like well oh, it's actually like my highest month october was your best month ever <laughs> and you were like just look at that and i was like oh god okay yeah i really do need to chill i think this is one of one of, one of the issues um when people come onto the program obviously we do we do talk about prices a lot and um groomers put their prices up and like you said, there can be some significant price increases. Um, Dee joined us this well. Dee joined us this week. Um, Don joined us on the Monday. Came to a coaching call on the Tuesday and up to prices by twenty five percent on a Wednesday. I was like, "You completed, mate. Well done." <laughs> yeah. So there are some significant price increases, but groomers generally, and uh, I think you, you'll find this that we pack our diaries out, and that's like a. That's like a symbol of like it's a badge of honour, isn't it? Oh, I'm so yeah. busy. The diary's really busy, uh, yeah. but we're on that hamster wheel and potentially not earning the money that we want to. So when we put our prices up and we're re- restructuring our business, like we'll come to your how you've done it with your customers and stuff because I think it's fantastic. Um, all of a sudden, the diary's not as busy as they're used yeah. to, and that takes quite a lot of getting used to having, yeah, you know, having a cup of tea, having a lunch hour, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not used to this sort of stuff, are yeah. you? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because we were so busy in the summer, which is obviously why I took on Drew as well. So we were so, so busy um, and still just getting all the inquiries and everything. And then it comes to like September and I was like, right, I do need, I need to do this price increase. Like this needs to start happening. Um, started doing that. And then, yeah, it was just becoming out of their budget for some people. Um and yeah, then the gaps were just appearing and I was like, oh my God, I've got so many gaps. Um, and it wasn't even that many, but to me, I was like, it's just, this is too many. Um, but now I'm so much better. Like if we've got gaps in the diary, like I'm fine with it. Like I'm okay with it. And I remember like Robin saying, you shouldn't be working at full capacity anyway to make profit. You need, I can't remember what the percentage was, like 75, 80. Um, yeah, I think it was 70 capacity. Yeah. So I do remember that. I was like in the back of my head and I'm like, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. Like this week, I think we had like two spaces this week. And I was like, it's completely fine because we're going to work on the business. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, and it's fine. And I've got gaps then for meet and greets yep. and nail trims. And, you know, we did have like three nail trims that rang last week. Managed to book them in the same day. That's it. And that's great customer service as well because they've got a, they've got a problem um that you're able to fix and you're able to fix it there and then or within that day i mean that's amazing service if, if they're looking to maybe go to their local vet then yes they may get in that day but potentially they're going to sit around their waiting room you know with all the other poorly pets or they're going to be pushed to um further down in the week so yeah, it gives you that availability and the ability to do good stuff with them what 
want sort of a, with, along with your pricing because I don't want to be. I feel as I'm always concentrating on money, and I, I want to sort of. It's not just about the money, although the money is like great when you come onto the program. But what other sort of changes did you make to your business, which does also lead to more money? But what other changes did you make to your business? Um, I, I, I just feel like loads. Um, a lot, a lot of mindset, definitely. Um, like having, you know, like just having a positive mindset. Um. And just like, um, I suppose the different masterclasses as well that we've had, like all the things on, you know, the branding, all the social media, just trying to make that as best as it can be. Um, it's about your boundaries that you you built with your customers and the way you deal with new customers. <laughs> yeah, that's changed a lot, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I think back to it, definitely. Uh, yeah, I do I like to have boundaries with with clients because i just think it's for the best interest in the dogs like you've just got to be not well, i say strict. probably i'm quite strict but it's for it's always for a good reason like it's always for the welfare of the dogs so you know like they they have to be on schedules we don't take on dogs that are not on schedules and um, even if it is like labradors pugs that like they still have to be on a schedule we might push that to 10 weeks you know that sort of thing that's okay but they just they have to be coming in regular not gonna we don't do ad hoc rooms um if they want to be our client then they have to be committed and will be committed to them um doodles uh, poodles things like that is like four four to six weeks you're not going in six weeks it's not happening and because <laughs> it's, it's too hard work it's, and it's too hard work for the owners to maintain at home and you know like we just yeah, we want to do the best for the dogs, really. And that did you find interesting? You may have like struck a bit of fear into groomers there, going, "What we like? We're dictating like how often the dogs come and saying no to them if they don't come." How did you like yeah. use those boundaries? Do you, I know you have scripts for for sales calls. Is that part of your script? Is that part of your yeah? Isn't that like, it, it wasn't at the start, but it is now. We do say to people on the phone. Um, well, I mean, it's changed a lot because before we would book dogs in, you know, how everybody books dogs in, do the sales call, book the dog in for whenever. But now we are doing meet and greets or consultations for every dog that comes in. Um, this is based on a few groomers in the program and what Robin was saying as well. And it's worked brilliantly. I mean, we've only started from January, but still <laughs> it has gone really well because I want to meet that owner. I want to meet that dog. I want to make sure that we're a good fit um, and that the dog's happy and we want those clients like for life. We don't We don't want the ad hoc. We don't want the groomer hoppers. We don't want the people that are going, oh, how much for this? It's like, no. <laughs> right. so we're not talking about price until I've met, that, met your dog. You know he's like your friend now, isn't it? I remember you being such yeah. inch. You're a set of challenge, weren't you, on a, on a coach yeah. to go out and collect as many no's as you possibly can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, it's the idea. I'm fine with, fine with no's now. Absolutely fine with it. I didn't use so I can start like everyone's like, I've got a no for this. And now I'm like, oh, I get no's all the time. But all the time. But <laughs> Next. Off to the next one. So when you when you have a, a, a question that many people ask is you, you have a dog come in for a meet and treat and they don't quite you know, they're a bit like pushing back with the boundaries. They don't quite like what 
what you're asking them to do? Like, oh, does that have to be every six weeks for my cockapoo? What, how would you say no to them? Um, it'd just be that's, yeah, that's how we operate as a business. That's uh, not our rules, but well, I suppose it is our rules. I kind of think of the word that we normally say. Uh, that's our process of our business is this is what, this is what we offer. This is how we can help you. Um, and we just explain why we have them in on these schedules and that we only take them on, on these schedules. It's the best for the dog. And um, it also keeps them coming. Like it keeps getting used to us. We can build a bond with that dog. Um, we can make sure that the hair is as not free as possible. Um, just sort of kind of send it to them that way, really. Most people are really good to me and they go, yeah, that's fine. And, and actually get a lot of people that want to like looking for the year. Or they want to have their dog on the schedule. And we're like, brilliant. That's we want you then. <laughs> yeah. And you've got that, that you're by meeting them and bringing them into your salon. You've got that no like, and you're building that no like and trust with you. They get to, I take it, they get to see the salon and, and yeah. they, whilst you're talking to them, they get to look around. Do you have yeah. the dogs? Is Drew working on the dogs whilst you're doing the meet and greets? Um, not at the moment. We are allocating about 15 minutes for the meet and greets. So she is also there as well, meeting them. And you might think, okay, well, you might be taking a little hit, but then I, but then I just remember what Robin says. And it's like, you're taking that hit of 15 minutes. And if you've got a dog for the next 10 years, or if it's an older dog, five years, seven years, but they're coming every six weeks, then you're going to make that up rather than just doing ad hoc rooms. Yeah. The committed, the com- you're getting that commitment from your customer, aren't you? So deposits, are you a fan of deposits? Do you take deposits from your clients? Yeah, deposits have been, so we've always, I've always used top line from the start and I would never go to paper ever. Like it is been a godsend um, because I think people, most people have respected the fact that we they get the new pet form, they have the reminders, got the T's and C's that they have to sign um, before they come for the meet and greet. Now they have to even sign it. So um I forgot what the question was now. Was it? Oh, deposits. Okay, so so I, obviously I didn't at the start. And then, but if I really look at the figures, we don't really hardly get any no-shows. We have we have had some, but honestly, it's, it's really, really minimal. Most people are really good. A lot of people pay direct debit now anyway, so that, that helps. And then the regulars, they do show up. If they need to change appointments, they do try and give me about a week's notice, which is fine. I can work with that. But I did worry because I think we had two in November, maybe. Um, and it was like in the same week. And then for me, my head just went, oh, two in the same week. Oh, the bubbles come in. Oh, yeah, the bubbles come in. <laughs> going to do? Bearing in mind, I probably hadn't had one for like three months, four months at all. Um, what are we going to do? Maybe we need to start taking like rolling deposits. Um, but it's, yeah, it's tricky. I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking deposits. That's fine. But I think actually what the reason why you're not getting the no shows and, um, you're not experiencing what maybe other people are experiencing are because of the, the, the rules that you've put around your clients. But also how meticulous you are when selecting your clients and yeah. selecting you. It, yeah. You're offering like high quality professional pet grooming at a very well, at a high price compared to probably a lot of people around you. You know, yeah. they've got to be committed to you. And it yeah. sounds like that 
you're getting that commitment because you your clear rules and boundaries, you're demanding that commitment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they are they're really respectful that, you know, they know that we do a good job, we take care of their dogs. They love seeing them on social media. Um that's a big hit for a lot of our clients and that we use the Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, I think they're just they're really happy. We know, you know, we don't change appointments hardly ever. You know, sometimes you can't help it and you may have to change an appointment for whatever reason, but we do try and stick to it. So, you know, they're not ever getting messed around. Um so yeah, I just think they're really respectful. Yeah. But I think I think something else that people will get from this conversation is how much um I don't know if control, but how much you know your business, your business, you know your numbers. Like, how many no shows have I had? How many how many no's have I had? How many clients have I signed up? What's my income for the month? You know, you know, you you, you work on your business all the time. So you no. and this helps with that um, that mindset because if you've got an issue, well, you can see whether it is an issue or not because you know your your statistics and you you analyze your business all the time. Yeah, I do. Like, yeah, I do. I'm always, and the top line actually is really good because it's got all the the report functions. I probably go on there once a day and have a look at what's what's happening, what the figures are. And then the next next part of that is that you're you're open to changing and trying new new things. Yeah, it doesn't. If you do the same thing, you get the same result. Yeah, exactly. Change it up, don't we? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So talk to us a little bit about your pricing now, if you're happy to. Like you you started off quite low. You had a, a an ambitious target of thirty thousand within year two. What? How much sort of price increases have you put through? Um, we've probably put through two substantial ones. Um, and uh, no, actually, no. We've probably done one substantial one, which was like September October time. But this year, I've also started to increase dogs as well. That I think no, we need to be putting an increase on these dogs, which is probably been most of them to be honest and um, so I suppose it is another increase um but this year it's got yeah it's gone really well actually really it it depends if I think I made such a substantial one last year you know that, that I've, I have kept them the same for this year but if it's a dog where I think no we need to we need to increase them um when you say substantial what sort of uh, uh, yeah like sort of like 20 20 30 percent Increase. Yeah, let's yeah. Set in monetary. Let's go. Let's go for the old cockapoo. Where? Oh, I'd like that. Let's start cockapoos. Cockapoos were probably like forty-four or something when I first started. Um, but now they're like minimum of sixty. Minimum of sixty, and I remember that yeah, new ones are new ones are sixty-five. Um, but yeah, minimum. All of them now are sixty. I remember that day when you came, I think you put into the group, right, that's it, they're all going up. <laughs> all the old cockapoos are going up. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're starting from 65. And you, and you all do this. You will just go, right, had enough. <laughs> everyone's everyone's price is increasing. You just increase them overnight, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do, yeah. It's like Cocker Spaniels, they were probably like a similar price. They're all 60 now, all of them. Um but they've been happy to pay them, especially all the existing ones. We put some new ones in with those as well, so that's good. Yeah, I think I get to the end of the day, and I think um, 
I put in rules for the business. So I'll say, right, no, like only two poos a day. That is maximum. We are not doing any more. Oh, sorry, Sandy. Um, doodles or poos. We're doing two a day. That's it. Like, it's a hard work. <laughs> they are. Oh, no. Yeah, everyone, I'm sure everyone sympathizes with that. So um, you talked about Drew a minute ago. Tell us about um, your journey into employment. And, uh, you know, within a year of opening your business, you've you've taken on an apprentice. What inspired you to do that? Yeah, I think I was just getting really, really busy. And I was thinking, well, we've got the space, we've got the room. Um, obviously, I used to be a teacher. Um, yeah, let's see if I can get someone to to come and help and help like expand the business really so then I just I think I'd ask you and a few other people on the program who've got apprentices how to go down the route of it I think I watched the videos about on like neat and um or the apprenticeship providers and then just looked into yeah taking someone on and then how did you do that process did you um did you have lots of applicants was Drew did Drew sort of stand out at the beginning yes. No, I didn't actually. And I'm just probably going to watch this and think, yeah, sorry, Drew. Uh, <laughs> Drew, don't worry. Nissa always sings your praises. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I think I've got like 45 applicants. Wow. So, yeah, it was loads. I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, um, where did I, that was just through the Keats website, I think, advertising. But I had to put it on um, on Facebook and I don't think I'm Facebook. Oh, I've got people's mums messaging me on Facebook. <laughs> that was an instant note not even replying. Um so then I narrowed it uh went through obviously everybody's applications, looked at about eight to interview. Bring to an interview. I asked one of my old TAs to come down as to be like another like neutral person just to get uh, feedback. Um also she could write down notes while I'm asking the questions, which was a godsend. Um, so that was nice. And then uh, one person didn't show, uh, but the others did all show. But then obviously you get a feeling, don't you, when you, when you meet them and you start asking them questions and, what do you know about the business? And then they go, nothing. And you're like, oh, what do you know about it's the website? website? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You went to the website? No, didn't know you had a website. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what do you know about what we do? And they're like, we groom dogs. I'm like, anything else? <laughs> um so yeah, and then I narrowed it down to three to do a trial trial day with. So obviously Drew was part of one of those, um, and then yeah, she was she was the best. <laughs> so when you did, um, so I take it you, you bring them into your salon for a sit down interview first, or was it? Yes, yeah, they were in you know, the salon. Yeah, and was that a half an hour? Was that an hour's bidding? Did you have a spotlight on them? No, no, did you like? Did you give them? Did you bring your dog in to see how they reacted and how they? Yeah, yeah how they had. Forgot for the first one. I forgot about the, and I thought oh, I should bring the dog in. And I thought from like the second person onwards, I'd alternated it between like Luna and Sandy, and just yeah, saw how they reacted with the dogs. And Drew was actually Drew was definitely the best with the dogs. So, how, so what were you looking for? Like how they greeted the dog? Did they just were they relaxed around it? Did they just sit there? Mm -hmm. oh, like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Well, th there was a couple of people that were, just weren't really, yeah, interested, or and you just think oh, we work with dogs all day, like you know. Yeah. Uh, that is actually, and that's a, a sort of thought about that. It's a really good tactic, isn't it? Uh, if you've got your own dogs and you bring them into, you bring someone in for an interview to have your dog in that room, yeah. and uh, and just 
notice, pick up on how they react to it and what, what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely like good advice. Are they going to sort of like greet the dog? You know, if the dog's really, because like Luna's quite excited, but Sandy's actually, Sandy gets excited and he jumps up, which isn't great. He's a greyhound. Um, so I do have to tell him to get down. Yeah, just seeing, you know, how they, like, you know, are they fussing them or are they just shying away or not looking at them or, and you know, that. Yeah, are they shoving their faces into the dog's face and stuff like that? He's a thing to actually kiss Sandy. And I thought, oh, I think Kate noticed that. She went, oh, that was sweet. <laughs> and what kind of, um, so questions were based around what do you want to achieve? And do you want to know about our business? That sort of stuff. Yeah, lots of things about what you know about dog grooming. Why do you want to be a dog groomer? Um, think back now uh oh would you be interested in cat grooming in the future that was that that was a question nice um yeah like why why do you want to work here and just yeah why so, not? and then what did you do with the trial the people that how many progressed through the the interview into a trial it was just going to be two but i decided to trial three um it, but it was just a day, day trial, which I know you oh, probably could should do it a bit longer than that, really. But I just, yeah, I did a day with them. Um, and then they basically just came in the salon while I had, like, you know, clients' dogs. And, yeah, just seeing how they were, really. Were they being proactive? Were they asking questions? Were they getting involved? Did they pick up the broom? Um, <laughs> yeah, did they flip off any did the, Were they just you know, really interested in it. Um, and yeah, just... I suppose also, are they just chat? Are they chatty? Are they sociable? Because at the end of the day, you're probably going to spend more time with them than you might with some of your family. So Yeah, exactly. You've got to get on with them, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So how did Drew stick out? How did Drew stand out from the others? Yeah, she. I mean, she was really good with the dogs. She was really good at engaging with the dogs when they came in. And I remember I had a new a new dog in and I said to her this is a new dog and I don't know how they're going to be um and I think she said something like oh great she was like oh we'll find out together and I was like that I like that that that's nice how you've said that actually um and then yeah but I mean she was really good she was really good asking questions she was happy to just pick up the broom start sweeping um yeah I think I had a you know cleaning some of the equipment and yeah, we just, we just got on really well as well. So, That's, and obviously Drew Drew is successful. She must be coming to the end of her apprenticeship. Yeah, she's about nine months in at the end of this month. Yeah, she'll be about nine months in. I take it she's enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. What What are your plans? What are your plans after the apprenticeship? Like um, looking to obviously hopefully keep Drew on and, and um, build her build her skills up to a level three. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we want to obviously do the cat grooming and start adding that onto our business. Um, she's really good with the cats. She's better than me with the cats, actually, just because she's more used to them than I am. Um, but, yeah, and just sort of, yeah, just building up her skills. She wants to do the level three. Possibly maybe we can do that through iPad, uh, iPad you know, the fast track. Get her the level three qualification and yeah, just can you see going. can you see sort of light at the tunnel end of the tunnel where you can be on holiday and Cloud Canine is still open and operating? Yeah, yeah. 
Is there space for another apprentice in there or is it just going to be you and one other? There, There is. I think it would be a little bit tight. Um, we could make it work, but then I'm like, do I want three dogs? So if we have three dogs, you know, if it's two dogs and one dog comes in. I don't know. I've got to think about it, really. I've got to really think about it. And then it would be, do we actually move to a shop? I do like my home, but like, I'd not shut that door. I could, like, it, that door's still... When you when you, you describe yourself as always wanting to move forwards, but, you know, you've invested, you've invested a lot of other people's money into your... Into your, your no. Good, but you've invested your money into that um, building in the Boston Garden, which can always be converted into something else. But is there a shop? Is there a... Is, is there a shop in the on the horizon at some point? That's Haven't looked into it. Husband's quite like, oh, you should get a shop. Um, keeps talking to me about getting shops, and he keeps saying, well, you know, you could do the cats from home, and you could have the dogs. You know, you can you can still have that home and services. But you could have a shop, and you could be doing this, and you could be doing that. And then I'm like, oh, do I want loads of stuff? <laughs> has, there, has he kind of like? He's obviously been watching you grow and watching your business grow. Has he kind of become more inspired and more enthusiastic about it as he's seen that, oh, okay, Nissa's making a real success of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep telling him to come, come on board and he can he can do do the sales calls and everything. What's he said? Um, he's like, oh, he'd be really good at it. Um, but he's like, oh, um, I'd have to I'd have to take a wage drop, and I'm like. Oh. You won't have to take a wage drop. He seems to think that I we can't I can't pay him or something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what his mindset is. Yeah, I do understand that because I often, you know, people at work used to say to me, "Are you going to go and join uh, aid cell animal care?" And now I had that same fear. I was very much I was very institutionalized into being employed, so maybe he feels a bit bit the same um, around that. But then obviously I had my eyes opened with. Um, self-employment and stuff but it, there is you know putting all your eggs in one basket but like you said you could become a phenomenal powerful sort of team together couldn't you yeah 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 definitely could do so i keep and he keeps saying about oh what about a shop so i'm like oh you can come work me be the receptionist you can do the nails and the uh the bu- yeah you can you can do all that you can do the sales calls because you'd be really good at that yeah well so what are your plans for, for 2024 then? How are you moving your business forward? Um, so we are going to come and do the cat grooming training with your wife, Emma, yeah. in May. So that's going to be good. So then we can start really. We've taken notes of all the cat inquiries that we've had so far. We've got their names and numbers. Um, so we've got a little book full starting with that so that we can call those people and get them, them booked in. Um, obviously, we do offer the nail trims now at the moment. So we're going to be, yeah, some cats. cats. Um, we want to be hitting a new monthly target as well. So daily target. You going to share that? Daily target. Yeah, so we want to be doing four, 4.50 a day, Monday to Thursday. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what the monthly, what the monthly is. It's a bit of quick maths there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Four fifty a day. And then is it six? I had it written down my iPad. Yeah, that's right. Four days a week. That's eighteen hundred pounds a week. 
over 48 weeks. So, that's, wow, Nissa, that's 86,000. So, that takes us, that's 7,200 a month. <laughs> There's a question. What are your thoughts and th- feelings around the BAT then? I don't know anything about it. I'm <laughs> totally honest. It needs to start coming onto your radar. If you're if you start hitting your new your new target, seven seven thousand two hundred, and you're gonna with the introduction of cats, you're gonna start smashing that. So I would have said, yeah, that will go up to sort of eight thousand a month. That's VAT. You know, you're very quick. It's insane, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll hit. We'll 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 work on that. But yes, to help me with that. <laughs> It's having that on the having that knowledge that is on the horizon, and it's something that you're working to. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, we're not we're not there we're not there yet. But um, like you say, with the introduction of cats, um, and we are redecorating the salon in March as well. So um, and we're getting a professional photographer in as well to get some really nice. Yeah. shots of the business so we can then promote we can do some more sort of like marketing and get some videos on the website as well that would be good so yeah what would you say to people that um they'd say why you know Lisa, you're doing so well um you're obviously making the money that you want to why do you why do you carry on marketing why how do you have time to do all this this marketing why why do you do it because if you stop, now I did stop for a bit when I was super busy in, in like summer, spring and summer when it was getting really busy, I did stop because I was like, I don't have time and I didn't have Drew at this time either. Um, and then you do notice a few months later, you notice that actually your inquiries will drop off a bit and you won't have as many photos, you won't have as much like engagement on Google and social media and stuff. So if you do stop, it will have a bit, it will have a negative effect on your business. So I look at it like that as you can't stop. You have to keep, I'm not saying post five times a day, but you do have to keep it. It's gay. Yeah. Because if I speak to friends and stuff and they, you know, if they're looking for um, service-based businesses and they're like, well, I won't book with someone that doesn't post on social media, you know, at least once a week. I don't want to see something that was posted like two years ago. That's an option, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting getting into other people's mindsets and seeing what, what they, how they would find a service provider and how they, what they're looking for within the business. Now, I get quite a bit of feedback and pushback from people saying, I don't need a website. I don't need an Instagram. I don't need TikTok. I, I just have a thing for word of mouth. And that's fine. And I often just think, thank you shaking your head then. Oh, no. I, I just think, okay, yes, you, you, you do get um, referrals from word of mouth, but what about all the people you're missing? Yeah. What about all the people you don't catch because you just rely on that word of mouth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. You, I think, I think you've got to have as much as possible. Like, was it? I never remember the number seven four eleven or seven eleven. Uh, that's a that's an American uh, shop, isn't it? Seven eleven, but oh, seventy. So I work on the sales figure of seventy ten two, but it's. Um, it's like four locations, is it? Robin, I bet Robin's like Bob. <laughs> keep, keep talking and I'll Google it. <laughs> yeah, so like having your business in everyone's faces, basically, isn't it? Like yeah, it. everything, like Facebook, Instagram, like you say, Google, having flyers in 
the local like pub. Well, I've got them in the, the three local pubs. Um, having them in like shops. Um, I've teamed up with a daycare place, and I'm about to team up with a dog hydrotherapy place that's just opened in the village. Right. They get a phone call the other day, so that was really interesting. So I need to go and do a leaflet drop to them when I've had that. I had to reprint some more. Um. So yeah, I just think. Like John was telling me about something, he was like, "Oh, you could have it in the there's like a dog field as well." But obviously, you'd have to speak to the council about having something up there. Yeah, yeah. So it's also thinking outside, you know, doing your traditional stuff, but then also thinking about um, thinking outside the box as well, isn't it? Like you're yeah. now you're, and again, I think this comes back to your branding and your, you know, how you present your business. But you're now building like relationships with other businesses that are going to become referral points for you as well yeah yeah absolutely and it's really nice that you definitely need a website 100 percent. anyone who says you don't need a website like because if i'm looking for a business like um i need an electrician and it's like oh well if you don't have a website like i can't really see what you do so yeah like Referrals are really good and word of mouth, of course it is. We have lots of those, but we also do get a lot of people that go, I've been on your website, really like the sound of your hydro bath. Yeah, that's it. It's um seven eleven four. Yeah, that's it. I knew something like that. Yeah, so like um they should see you in sort of seven places of eleven touch points and, and over four platforms. There's lots of training around it, isn't it? But yeah. yeah. I've always gone that you need to be everywhere for everyone. You know, one person might find you on Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. go to your website and then book in. One person might find you on Facebook and book in. One find, they might find you on Google, read your reviews, go to your Facebook, yeah. read your reviews, then book in. It, it's, uh, it's, it's just having all those marketing assets out there. Work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, as you said, you, you like to keep things fresh and you always want to be pushing on. You want you're doing the camp grooming. Your apprentice is coming to the end, and it's going to become a, a full time employment. How I suppose the spa treatments and things that you offer, and the teeth cleaning and the nail trims, that helps you to keep your your day to day running of your business nice and fresh and and different. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, we do. I speak to a, a few different groomers, and you know, they just say. Oh, you know, all we do all day is cockapoos and cabapoos and cob spaniels, and that's all we do. And and it, like, I love the fact that we do, we do have so many different dogs. We have a real variety of dogs that we do, and then we can offer different treatments for them as well. Like, um, like really liking the Ayurveda that we've really started pushing. Done it on a golden, which worked. We got such good feedback from the owner who wants to have it every time now. Um. One person watched the video that I made on the Ayurveda and, and she messaged me and she said, my collie, and it's a collie we've done before. Um, can we, yeah, can we look at having this treatment for him? So, yeah, that's absolutely fine. So, yeah, and then you obviously can offer like the deep shedding mud, checking their teeth and then offering the teeth cleaning. How's teeth cleaning working for you? Is it a, a good service for people? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is good. And um, we've had quite a few, in- I'd say this year, we've had quite a lot of inquiries for tea, um, just from not necessarily grooming clients, but new people saying, um, my groomer doesn't offer tea cleaning, but you do. Um, so yeah, we get them in for a trial. 
session, 20 minutes, uh, see how they'll cope with the toothbrush, toothpaste, be on the table, having their mouths touched and all those sorts of things. And then, yeah, we can then put them in for a deep clean and then get them on to maintenance sessions. And there must be people, there'll be people um, listening to this going, how do you have all the time to do all this? The videos and the 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 mean treats, the sales calls, but it's an obvious reason why you've got all the time to do this, and that's because your prices are, are high. Yeah, because and because our day isn't completely shock or block ten dogs in a day. Like we do six dogs a day. Like, you know, and I know people will do six dogs on their own and they'll they'll say, and some people will go, I'll do eight dogs on my own, but we're I'm not that person. Like we to give a really good quality like if it's just me on my own i will do three dogs on my own that's it i won't do any more um and they might be with teeth um and i might do a nail clip you know or a teeth clean trial in there but i mean groom wise three dogs yeah um because i just want to give a good quality i do not hate being rushed hate rushing dogs and it's just like we'll do six grooms with and with all without teeth and I'm happy with that. So then we have got a few spaces. We might have a space right at the Say the last dog's finished at half four. Well, then, you know, we've got some time to do a meet and greet then. And so, you know, higher prices gives you that time to to offer that better service, to do your marketing. And and hopefully, you know, you, you, you went into teaching, you probably thought, oh, I'm going to do a 30-year career. And obviously that didn't work out. Hopefully you'll come into dog grooming and you're going to have a sustainable career in dog grooming and have the visit for as long as you want to. I hope so, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, without all the joint issues and the and the birth. I know, I know. People do ask me about my back. They say, how's your back? I said, my back's all right, but I find it's my hands sometimes, you know, with the clippers. Mm. Um, but I just have to take breaks. If I can feel it starting to ache, I'll just, uh, I hope I don't get that like, carpet tunnel, but I don't know. Like, probably all just get that, don't they? Build a team around that, I'm sure, if need be. Yeah, but it's nice. It's nice to have just the nail clips and the teeth and the stuff like that because you're not using your equipment as such, are you? Like, so it's nice to have that break and do those bits. So, what would you say um, to the naysayers or maybe um, ex colleagues who thought you're crazy going into crazy into going into self employment or the economy's a bit dodgy? You know, cost of living crisis out there. How are you going to afford your mortgage and stuff like that? What would your sort of comeback be? Or what would you say, how would you read? Yeah, I'll just say like, if well, if you don't try, you're never going to know, are you? And um, I think you've just got to follow your dream. And I think you've just got to do something in life that you love doing and that you really enjoy and you're really happy with. And if you really love it, you'll make it work. Like, yeah. I didn't really love teaching. I'm not going to make it work. And what's the point in just being unhappy in your job? What is the point in your, like, there's just, there's no point for life. So you just, you've got to be happy and you've got to have work-life balance. That's it. And, and as you've proven, you've invested, you've invested a lot of money into your business, but you're, you're certainly reaping the rewards as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're going to redecorate, get a big extractor fan above the bath. Um, that's going to, that's costing quite a bit of money, but. It's like, it's fine. I've saved up for it. It's in a separate pot. Um, yeah, it's fine. If you've got any teacher friends that are listening or might listen to this, how much more extra would you be, are you making? Um, what, a, a year? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
master and probably this year oh i don't know maybe at least at least fifteen thousand more than what i left on wow so you're looking at 50 and less time as well because you've got to think like teaching you're probably earning less than minimum wage from the amount of hours you actually do yeah so uh, yeah day, working four days a week yeah and being happy and by the end of the year i'm hoping it's gonna it should be more than 50k if we can start getting that target in and we can start doing the cats. That's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever think crazy. Did you ever think it would be like this? No. I thought I'd just be like earning I don't know, just the bog standard wage five days of, I I thought I'd I'd be happy, you know, because I like doing it. Yeah. So I thought but no, I didn't no. I didn't think I'd be four days a week. I did not think that at all goals yeah so, well you know we we I've, I've taken up loads of your time and i'm so thankful for you agreeing to come on doing this live and then going on to the podcast and I, I really hope that um i hope that you you'd be confident enough to share this podcast with your teacher friends as well and the reason why is because as you know there's a lot of unhappy workers out there in the in the public sector and i have the same from where i came from within the police service and I, I hope that you share it with them just to show them and inspire them to go and follow their dreams like you have. Yeah. yeah. Show them that it's possible. And I'm sure you have inspired many like pet groomers that listen to this going forward as well as to, you know, when you put the work in, you invest in your business, you know, put the time in, you can have a business that you really, really want. Yeah, yeah, I will share it. I will share it. You just, I've just got to be brave. You just got to go for it. If you don't go for it, no one will. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you very much for your time. I encourage people to go and check out your Facebook page, Cloud Canine Professional. <laughs> thank you. I, I share it with many people I talk to like, as, a, as an example of uh, like the branding and, and the, the look and, and what you sort of we, we strive to, to achieve on the program and stuff. So, Thank you very much and see Thank you. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Please make sure you give us a like or a review to help people find it. The podcast is sponsored by Lowpay. Head over to www.lowpay.com to find out more about their payment solution.